welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. Welcome back to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina, and today we're diving into a solo episode. And this episode is a little bit different because it's a conversation that I also recorded on my Instagram live. So inside of this conversation, you'll hear, you know, some interaction with people in my community that attended and were on that live with me. But I felt that this was a really potent conversation to share here. We dove into devotional dissension and I really shared my deeper journey in my own path of death and rebirth, union with God and restoring the fullness of the feminine through receiving the masculine. So there is some really powerful pieces inside of this conversation and also a lot of vulnerability through my own story. But I feel this conversation is going to be resonant with many of you, because I do feel we have been in quite the collective death portal over the last year, whether that has been death of an identity, death of a business, death of finances, death of relationship, death of belief systems, you know, whatever it's been, I have just been flooded with conversations regarding this topic and truly death has been a core piece of the conversation I've had with all of my clients and all of the women that are in my more intimate field. So I feel death is a beautiful time and a beautiful thing. And it's a beautiful time to talk about it, um, especially at the end of the year, because death too is such a natural and innate part of our feminine journey, right? And our feminine path. Death is a huge part of our evolution. We need death for then renewal and revival and rebirth. So receive this conversation with an open heart and a curious mind and let yourself, yeah, just get in a space where you can really cozy up and land in your body and I hope that you receive so much from this and also, you know, coming up inside of way of grace as we're entering into January of 2023, which I can't even believe that I'm saying that right now. Um, But what's alive in our space here is our held group program is starting on January 11th. By the time this airs, I don't know if we'll have spots left, but there might be one or two spots left in this group. We currently have two spots remaining. Um, You can receive all the details for this space in the link below. This is really a devotional and ceremonial portal to restore relationship with God, resurrect your feminine essence and reclaim your beloved identity. So it's going to be a really beautiful space in which the women inside are devoted to holding themselves and really being held by God in deeper ways. So I'm honored to be in that group and in, you know, communion with these women. It's going to be a beautiful sisterhood. And I have a couple of spots open for one-on-one mentorship. And that is my most intimate space. It includes access to held 
in all of my, you know, any group program that I run during the time that you're in the space with me and also lifetime access to my entire course library, which is pretty, pretty phenomenal. And this space is truly for the woman who is devoted to deepening her faith, restoring her relationship with God, really resting in the wholeness and fullness of her beloved identity and really committed and devoted to her faith-led business and devotional leadership and truly bringing love where it hasn't gone before. That is what I most help women with is descending from the mind and landing into the body, the heart and the technology of the womb to drop us back into a space of devotion so that we can widen our capacity to hold and be love. Because to me, that is what we're here for. And that is the fuel for anything else to really have more radiance in your life and your relationships and your leadership and your calling, whatever space you want to bring more energy and attention into. So that space is opening really well. It is open. It's open for enrollment. Um, I have the application open and you can receive that below. And again, it's a four or six month portal and it has a deep, deep, deep focus on body-based and somatic practice as well. So it's really for you if you're looking to descend from your mind to really land into the heart and into the body in deeper ways. And I'm so excited for the women joining this space. Um, I'm so honored with every woman that I get to walk beside. So if you feel called to explore that again, the links for held and the one-on-one mentorship are in our show notes. And I look forward to connecting with you. And again, if this conversation resonated, please send me a message on Instagram. Let me know what landed, or of course, you know, share this with any sister that you feel may benefit from this conversation. So enjoy. I'm sending you so much love this holiday season, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, my loves. I will wait a couple moments to see if a few of you will join us. And I have quite the setup going on here because I'm going to record this to my podcast as well. So I have my mic set up on a bunch of books and my Bible. It's pretty funny if you see this makeshift audio studio happening right now. Um, And today we're going to dive into a topic that's been alive on my heart for many, many, many months, but I've been taking time to really integrate and embody what I'm about to share. And that process was not meant to be rushed. So here we are now at the end of the year, kind of in the fullness of the integration of the lessons that I've been learning, especially over the last two years. And I'm excited to share this conversation with you because I feel so deeply many of you are going to very much resonate with what I'm sharing and hi everyone who is joining and inside of this conversation we're going to dive into devotional dissension death and rebirth union with God and restoring the fullness of your feminine essence through receiving the masculine so if you've been in my field, you know that this has been a very alive conversation in my space. And if you're here in this community, many of you have brought this conversation to me in our DMs, in our conversations. And 
I just know that something really big is happening. I feel we have been collectively going through a pretty big death together. And I think many of you that are tuning in or listening and joining us now can relate to this process of death going on in your own life, whether that has been through death of an identity, death of your business, death of finances, death of a relationship, death of a belief system that you've carried, whatever it is. I have had so many conversations in which this has been like the core piece coming up. And I think that death is so beautiful and death is a huge part of feminine evolution, especially because death really gives us an invitation for renewal. And that is the space that I've been in. If you've been here inside of this community for a while, you have witnessed, you know, me going through a pretty big death and rebirth of this business, of this brand, of the calling, of, you know, the work that I'm doing here in the world. And I wanted to share just more of my story and more of my journey around that. Because again, I feel that there's a lot of resonance with what I'm going to share for many of you. So we're just going to dive all in and let me know if this is landing. I love to chat, you know, here in our conversation. So please let me know who you are, where you're tuning in from. And if you can relate to anything that I am speaking to as we dive deeper into this conversation. So devotional dissension. (laughs) And this is a big, a big conversation. I'm not going to go into all of the depths of this conversation here. Hi, Ginger. Um, So good to see you, sister. We're diving into devotional dissension, death and rebirth, union with God and restoring the fullness of the feminine through relationship with God, because this has been my journey for the past couple of years. And again, I feel this has been the journey that so many of you have been walking on um, in your own personal life, um, especially within the last year or two. And I'm just going to bring you on the back end of, yeah, what I've been going through in this, what I've been exploring, what I've been integrating, what I've been embodying through this process. And again, this really has been almost three years in the making of this conversation. It is not something that happened overnight. It is not something that was linear from point A to point B. It was a very non-linear journey. And that is the path of the feminine. She is non-linear. She is devoted to the path of dissension, really descending from the mind to land more fully in the body, in the heart, in the womb, in the holiness of her waters, of the truth that beats within. And for me, this journey was taking down a lot of shields, removing a lot of layers, stripping all the armor that I was carrying so that I could really arrive back into the fullness of love itself. So this for me, I'm going to bring it, especially on the business lens, because many of you inside of this community are in devotional leadership, have businesses, you know, are connected to a calling and are lit up by a passion that I feel God has placed in your heart. And if you're not there quite yet in owning a business, I think you still are going to very much relate to this conversation because again, I'm seeing this dynamic happening within partnership, within, you know, your roles, within identity, all of the things. And, you know, I'm going to start by bringing this into my business because again, the restoration of my feminine essence and receiving the masculine really has happened quite a bit through the channel and realm of my business. So I started my business back in 2020 and, you know, I'm so grateful 
for God, because God has absolutely co-created the beauty of this business alongside me. And God gifted me a passion that just lit up my whole heart. And I've always been so, so devoted to love and service and also coming from a background as a therapist for over 10 years, working with complex trauma. I also had a pretty deeply rooted foundational, you know, policy of ethics and morality inside of my space. And with that being said, I'm human and I've made plenty of mistakes and I've had tons of learning experiences along the way. But from the very beginning, I was very deeply rooted in my calling with God. And it was really kind of six months into my business that I had my divine encounter with Christ. And it's in that moment that God really became like the center of my life and my business and really the compass for my calling. And, you know, I also went through a period of time in which there was wrestling and there was tussling and there was definitely resistance um, in many ways. And I'll go deeper into that. But for the whole, my prayer has always been, you know, God, may I be a vessel for your love, your word, your truth, your glory, and your grace. And I feel so grateful that I was, you know, always rooted in that, you know, in many, many, many ways through the work that I was doing and in the support that I was offering women. And with that being said, I also, my humanness, there was a lot of subtle ways in which I was really reaching for my worth out in the world. So I was also still very devoted to God, to Christ, building this divine relationship with God, building intimacy and trust and really deepening my faith. And then also being in my business, being a human being and noticing where I was subtly attaching my worth to the number of clients that I had, the amount of money I was making, the opportunities that were happening in my field. And again, I do want to say, you know, from the beginning, my business has had a lot of ease and I feel very privileged to say that, you know, God gifted me this very emboldened courage to just like go for things and to take action and to initiate and to not second guess myself. Of course, I had to unravel a lot of my own subconscious limitations and fears and doubts and insecurities and all the things, but my courage ultimately overrided that. And that was why in the beginning, my business had a lot of fast growth. And I was working with dozens and dozens of clients, dozens and dozens of women and really supporting women and arriving home into their bodies, into their hearts and into their passion so that they could ignite their own, you know, God led calling in their life. And for the first year and a half of my business, you know, God was this anchor, but it was more in the background. I wasn't, you know, speaking about God and sharing about my relationship with God, you know, that wasn't in the forefront. If you've been my client in the past couple of years, you know, that this has always been a huge part of our conversation, but I wasn't publicly sharing about this um, as much because again, I was in a process of integrating and embodying and deepening my own relationship. And that took time and trust and patience. And it was not an overnight process. So again, I feel blessed that, you know, that first year and a half of my business, there was a lot of momentum. And again, I really 
let that momentum happen through deepening my relationship with God. But then, as I mentioned, I was also still sourcing some of my worth through more worldly things. Again, clients, money, opportunities, all of that, right? And I think it's really easy for us to get caught up in that because we are human. We live in this world in which many other things are much more idolized than God. And, you know, we're also kind of programmed into this state of a lot of self-sourcing and seeking and striving and really being subconsciously indebted to this very like me, 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 me consciousness, whether we are aware of it or not. And although I had this really deep relationship with God and Christ, I was still kind of wrestling with my own me, myself, and I consciousness and really shifting fully to this consciousness of other-centered love. So really moving from the me to more of the essence of the we. And again, this was super subtle in the ways that it was showing up. And it was more in like this internal personal processing place that was happening within me. So, you know, that first year and a half of my business Things were expanding and unfolding and just like beautiful in, in so many ways. And again, staying rooted in my heart, rooted in service, rooted in devotion, moving from this place of ethics and, you know, trauma informed. That's my background being a therapist and really bringing that into my work. And then also knowing that God wanted me to shift a lot of my business for quite a while, but I was resisting some of the shift, right? Because things had been going so well. So what if I drop, you know, doing business coaching? What if I shift my messaging? What if I change what I'm talking about? What if I start sharing about God? You know, that felt terrifying. <laughs> that was a wildly scary thing for me to even think about doing. So again, in that first year and a half, this was like more happening on the inside of me and not so much on the outside of me. And it was in 2021 that I was the quote unquote, like most successful in my business, sustaining five figure months, like working with incredible mentors, you know, like just so many opportunities, so many beautiful clients. Like I was really in this, this flow was happening and this growth was just compounding. And it was in 2021 also that it was May of 2021 that I met my beloved partner, my, my divine masculine man, my, uh, just like love of my life. And I remember at that time, cause I was in this high of my business. And I remember telling my mentor at the time, I said, I'm afraid to make more money because everybody that I see that's making a ton of money, their relationships are collapsing and dismantling. So I was really recognizing this fear that if I continued to kind of go on this track that I was, you know, again, sourcing some of my worth and attaching that to my success and these more worldly things that my relationship might collapse, that I might lose my beloved partner who I'd been praying for, you know, for months and months and months. And I always say, you know, I didn't manifest my partner. It was truly my devotional relationship with God that opened me to receiving my partner. And, you know, that timeline happened in May of 2021 in the height of all of this abundance in my business. And I was again, working with probably the most clients I ever was. And I was creating these courses. And again, there was just like 
so much happening and I was really afraid. So I was not only afraid of losing everything that I had built and co-created and the financial abundance that had happened in my life, because that was definitely a deep fear that I had throughout my business was, okay, well, this is so good, but can it be this good? Almost like when's the other shoe going to drop? That was a, a deep fear that I had. And then when I met my partner, I had this big fear that I would lose my partner if I kept essentially working in the way that I was. And again, I shared this with my mentors. So it was funny because almost a few weeks after I said that, <laughs> this was in the beginning of July of 2021, my business started to die. And I'm being a little bit dramatic when I say my business started to die, but this is essentially what it felt like was happening was my business was beginning to crumble and collapse and dismantle itself. I was falling madly in love and my business, which, you know, had been, I guess my love for the last couple of years, it's where I poured so much of my love and my heart and my devotion into, you know, as I was fueling that into this other area of my life, my business began to dissolve in many ways. And, you know, that showed up in, um, you know, not having as steady of a flow of clients. Um, it was reflected in my finances. You know, I'd gone from making all this money every month to like less than half of that, like honestly, truly worrying about my survival in some ways. And again, really questioning, like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, this isn't working anymore. And what I kept hearing at that time, or what I was beginning to hear at this time, which was the summer of 2021 is God was beginning to whisper to me, you know, what has gotten you this far is not going to get you any further. And so I knew a change was coming, but I was so resistive to the change because I'd seen what worked and I'd seen what was so fluid and, you know, all of these things, again, where my worth was connected to, again, this kind of worldly illusion of success. And I noticed myself really dying to love and getting down on my knees and really beginning to recognize that I am not the controller of this. Because even though I was very God-centered, God-rooted in my life and my business until that point, I was still carrying a lot of protective mechanisms, a lot of control mechanisms, I was not in full surrender. There was like a part of me that was surrendering. And then there was a bigger part of me that was definitely not surrendering. And again, I was in the realm of feminine business and feminine leadership and preaching, you know, surrender and softness and ease and flow and like body base, like remembrance. And I wasn't fully following my own wisdom, <laughs> you know, let me tell you. And a lot of people be preaching this and not everybody's embodying this. And this is when kind of my own personal unraveling began to happen was in the summer of 2021. Although I wasn't ready to shut down my business and rebirth it, you know, to what has now transpired, especially in the last few months, but I was starting to listen. I was starting to realize, okay, What's gotten me this far is not getting me any further. And again, at that time, I was falling in love. I was, you know, becoming more intimate with my partner. We were building a union. We were building a vision together. We were really rooting into our values and really starting to create, you know, 
this co-creative vision, which I had never done before with someone else. You know, my background with men and being in relationship is um, that I never let myself fully expose my heart because I was ultimately really afraid of giving up my own control. And of course, getting hurt. You know, I have a really deep abandonment wound that I've worked on for the last decade plus. And, and that was something that did hinder and, um, yeah, ultimately destruct some of my relationships. And I'd really learn how to take care of myself from a very, very young age and take responsibility for myself and not have to lean or depend on anyone. So it was very scary for me to even think about doing that with a partner. So although for most of my twenties and into my early thirties, I was a very pursued woman. I attracted really high quality masculine men. I was in a handful of relationships with really tremendous men who wanted marriage and a family and babies and all of these things. And a part of me wanted that, but a bigger part of me was unwilling to yield my own direction and surrender into true co-creative and collaborative union. It was always like, you know, I'm going to go here, you can follow me or you can not, you know? And again, I never fully opened myself to be in the fullness of vulnerability of relational union. There was always a shield. There was always a wall. A lot of my partners, this was said to me over and over for like 10 years, you know, you're the most inspiring woman I've ever met, but I just feel there's a wall around your heart. I cannot get in. Like, it's almost like I'm standing at this door and the door is not opening. And that was a reflection that had came up a number of times in my life. Because again, when it was like almost to that point of becoming fully vulnerable and open and surrendering to the relationship, I fled, I ran because it was scary for me. And I thought that that meant I had to sacrifice a part of myself to be in union. So when I, you know, came into deeper union with my current partner who, you know, we're in a very devoted connection, commitment relationship, a lot of me being able to open fully to receive him and also to open my heart in the way that I'm able to do now is because of my relationship with God. For the year and a half prior to meeting my partner, I was in this union with God first. I was beginning to take down my shields and my armors to open and expose my heart to God, to feel held by God, to develop this relationship in which I got to remember, I'm not doing this alone. I don't need to try to control everything. I don't need to get so fixated on what is my direction. It was really like, what is your direction? What are we co-creating together? Can I lean into you and really feeling the protection and support and provision of God? And I feel so deeply because I was in the devotion to that. I was finally able to receive this, this beautiful man and be able to co-create a vision with him um, and surrender my own direction and control um, in that. So, you know, as the summer was happening, there was this crumbling going on in my business and I had to make space for the masculine. And part of this process for me was really letting him lead, like, again, not just being all about me and what's my direction, what's my vision, but really having the discernment 
down in my womb to decide, you know, I trust this man's vision. I trust this man's values. I trust this man's direction. And I want to be a part of that. I don't want it to just be about me anymore. I want to actually co-create a vision here. And again, this is important for the feminine because you do have the oracular power of the womb, which holds your divine discernment and really is your place of intuitive inner knowing to help you essentially vet the kind of man partner you want to be with, right? Because you're not here to just give that energy to anyone or anything. You know, there is a lot of embodied discernment that gets to go in this process. And again, you get to surrender into the most divine masculine, right? So someone who you feel safe with, who there is trust, who you respect their vision, who you respect their values, who you respect, um, what they're creating in their life, right? That's, that's what we need for a union. So a lot of it was letting him lead, not just running my own show, allowing him to provide, which was wildly scary because like I mentioned, hi, Adi. Um, like I mentioned for a number of years, I was always the sole provider for myself. I made my own money. I, you know, worked in jobs in which I had security and safety and stability and all these things. And I resisted a lot of provision, you know, even in past committed partnerships, it was always really hard for me to think about, you know, letting a man help and provide for me. Right. I would always be very like 50, 50 in relationships. And in this partnership, as my business was crumbling, we had moved in together, you know, by the fall of 2021 and my business was not sustaining the money that it had been in the past. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay all my bills and sustain my life? And, you know, my partner and I had a big conversation. He's like, well, why don't you let me pay for our, our whole rent? And that was like a really scary thing to let myself even, you know, surrender into and accept and it also turned out being one of the most beautiful things that I allowed to happen because it was part of my own process, again, of letting myself be provided for and not feeling like I had to carry the weight of everything on my own. And again, I think that this can trigger a lot of women. We've lived in a very like hyper independent, I can do it on my own, you know, this I I want a man, but I don't really need a man kind of culture and energy and it can be really vulnerable to admit to yourself, you know, I actually do want to be provided for. I don't want to carry this weight by myself. Like I would love to be with a man who is providing for some of my basic needs. Like I think again, if as women, that's a really scary thing for us to admit. And again, when I shared this post where I'm talking about a lot of this a few months ago, um, it sparked a lot of resonance and it sparked a ton of controversy because I know, again, in our field, there is this like hyper independence mode that we've been in as women. And we feel like, again, we're going to lose our independence if we let ourselves co-create with the masculine. And again, that is just an illusion. This is a fear. This is a programming. This is a conditioning that has literally been entrained into us for a number of decades. And I think when I really ask a lot of women, and I've asked this to many women, you know, what do you most yearn for? You know, a lot of women, when they really go into the heart of their truth, they, they say, you know, I don't want to be the breadwinner. 
I don't want to be the one having to provide all the things. I don't want to, you know, have to be the one making all the money. Women naturally are meant to be in their creativity and their passion and what lights them up and following that and not necessarily making that be something that has to become monetary success or, you know, providing for X, Y, Z needs. And, you know, I know that not every woman is in this situation. I'm just talking more to biological design. And I also want to be clear. I think it's absolutely amazing that we live in a world that women can make their own money and run a business and follow the calling and passion on their heart and support themselves. I think that that is a beautiful thing. And I always ask, you know, but to what cost, what sacrifices might you be making to, to do that? And again, this is where our union with God is really critical and important because again, God to me is the highest masculine principle. And as women, we really get to learn how to lean into him as our provider, as our protector, as our sacred support to remember that although I might be single and not have a man who is providing for me in these ways, I get to trust that I am a cherished daughter of the most high King. And that that is what's ultimately providing for me. That's the energy that I'm held within. I don't have to do this alone. I don't have to self-source. I don't have to sacrifice my body and my energy. I can be held within this frame, right? So this is something that I really came to recognize in myself and a lot of women, you know, to what extent are we trying to do it all? And what do we actually truly want? And to really ask yourself that honestly, because your truth might be different than mine and that's totally fine. But I realized I didn't want to have to work so hard. And I wanted my business to be a place in which my passion could really just be fueled and filled into. And I wanted to just fully trust that It didn't have to be because I needed money or clients or anything. It just was because this is where my heart is in its deepest devotion and service. And I want to share that with the world around me. So that was a huge shift that happened to me during that time. Um, Also, when I was kind of surrendering more into the masculine of my partner, it again was, was opening me to receive his direction, right? So again, not making it all about me and what I want and where I'm going and what I think we should do. But again, co-creating, collaborating. And also part of our feminine design is to inspire the masculine to rise. I say this all the time as the feminine descends into the body, into the heart, into her womb, she inspires the masculine to rise in his values, his virtues, his vision, you know, the feminine and masculine have such a beautiful, beautiful dynamic. And we are made equal in the image and likeness of God. And we are different. We are not meant to act and be the same. And those differences are our beauty. And this is why we are designed to be in co-creative and collaborative union with each other, because we are here I see it as like this circular dance, you know, as the feminine descends into her body and really awakens 
the passion and her creativity and the divine inspiration and really the oracular nature of the womb, that intuition, right? That beauty, that love, she inspires the masculine to rise into his purpose, into his potential, into the vision, into the direction that he's called into. You know, I've seen this a lot in my own partnership. And this is what was really funny when my business was dying, right? Coming off from this high, which again, when I first met my partner and was telling him, you know, the success of my business and all the things he could have cared less. Like he didn't care, (laughs) you know, he didn't care how much money I was making, how many people I was helping all like he was inspired. He was like, that's amazing. But he cared about my heart. Like he cared about the love that was burning and beating within me. Right. Like masculine men don't care about your job, about your, all the things, how much money you're making, da, 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 da. And it was funny because when all of that was, was descending for me, his business, he, he owns his own business as well, began to rise and begin to, began to like blow up. So it was so funny to kind of witness this, you know, as I got to deepen into my own vessel he was inspired to rise in his own values and virtue and vision that he was holding for his company. And then that was translated, you know, in the most tangible form financially, that was something that was a huge thing that, that happened. So that was really, really interesting. And then, you know, to fully receive the masculine or to rest within the masculine enables us to really restore the fullness of our feminine essence. And I always say we're held within a frame, you know, the feminine flows within the frame of God and the masculine, right? So this process for me asked me to untangle all the places that I tied my worth to success, to witness where I was closing off to provision and support, to take down the shields and the armor that I was carrying and had used to protect myself for many years, to notice where I manipulated or maneuvered in relationship, also where I felt entitled in relationship. It crumbled all of that. Um, Also asked me to unravel where I was grasping onto my own control and untangling a lot of the traumas in my womb. and releasing ultimately my chase for more, because again, that was a subtle thing that was happening. Right. And I think we are in this realm. And I think if you're in the feminine business space, you have seen a lot of, you know, verbiage around like more, more. And it's been kind of all about like quantum leaps and collapsing timelines and letting yourself have more and da, 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 like moving really fast. And again, that's not the feminine way. The feminine way is nonlinear. It is slow. It is sacred. It is death. It is rebirth. Like it is not a quantum leap at all. (laughs) You know, I'll, I'll say that over and over and over again. And I think more is a beautiful thing and more is a really innate yearning that we hold in the heart of our feminine nature. But again, if the more is not rooted in a place of devotion, the more is never going to feel like enough. And we get to really surrender a lot of our deeper yearnings and longings and desires ultimately to God, you know, 
being unattached and really leaning into God and trusting that God is going to orchestrate the desires on your heart. But again, the how is not going to be up to you, right? When you start to co-create with God, you let go of the how in a really big way. Again, this is where you're letting go of a lot of your condition control mechanisms that you've held on to. And for most women, this is the hardest thing to do because we're so afraid to let go of our control. And again, we do this too in our relationships all the time, right? We, we do this in ways that we protect our hearts, that we don't let ourselves be fully exposed or seen or vulnerable. We close off, you know, to our partners, if we don't like what they say, or we don't like what they just did or behaved or whatever, like we, we punish our partners quite a bit (laughs) through our energy because the feminine is bringing the energy and she really does set the tone in the relationship. Um, oh, you're so welcome, love. Um, Yeah. So it's this co-creative dance. So when you're really restoring the fullness of your feminine essence, again, you're going to be asked to surrender in a really big way. And I always say feminine restoration requires masculine reconciliation. This is like the biggest missing piece that I see in feminine spaces is not addressing our wounds around God and the father and the masculine. Because for me and my path and my journey, the fullness of my feminine essence only became resurrected when I really healed my wounds around the masculine and God. Again, because if we're not doing that piece, we're not letting ourselves be in true divine union. You're still in a self-sourcing paradigm, right? Trying to do it on your own. And again, into that hyper-independence. So this is where a lot is, oh, you're so welcome, love. Yeah, I, I know. It's This is like it's big. This is like a really big conversation. I can't even go to the full depths of this. I'm just sharing what's alive and what's come up and through, through my journey. But as I began to receive my partner more fully and receive God ultimately more fully, because right again, my devotion with God is the first thing in my life. And then that love and devotion that I connect, you know, within my relationship with God is then what is brought into my partnership. It's like this divine overflow of love that gets to be sourced in my relational space because my first priority in life is my relationship with God. Right. And that's where I am most held again and cherished and seen. And that really relationship with God also restored my beloved identity. And I talk about this all the time. This is like the backbone of way of grace is really remembering your infinite and inherent wholeness and worthiness and radiance and belonging as you know yourself within God, remembering yourself as a cherished and chosen daughter, right? Remembering how deeply loved you are and remembering how fascinated God is by you. Like God just loves you so much. He comes down to meet you heart to heart, face to face, breath to breath, like full body communion to wrap you in the arms of grace and wrap you in this immeasurable frequency of love that you've never touched before. But again, to be open to receive that, we often have to untangle a lot of our wounds around God and the masculine, right? And again, we've all been wounded in some way, whether that's been through religion or through a parental relationship or through past relationships, like the wounds and the traumas can run really deep. So this is why restoration itself 
is a process. It is a dance. It is something that requires time and patience and trust and intimacy and openness. And it's something that happens slowly. It's not overnight. It's not fast. So as a feminine being, you are not designed to reach, you are designed to receive. So that was like my greatest lesson of the past year, because then by the winter of 2021, the voice of God was very loud of what's gone you this far is not going to get you any further. You know, even at that time, I was still trying to fix my business to some extent. And again, fixing is kind of that like fight response. Some of that more, um, shadow masculine energy, like trying to just fix and control everything. And I was still doing that a little bit, although I was beginning to let go of more control, receive more provision from my partner, you know, begin to open myself to deeper listening. I still was, was reaching outside of myself in many ways to see like, okay, well, like, is there a formula? Is there a code? Is there something that I could use to like reestablish the momentum in my business again? And I joined a mastermind and three days later, God was like, nah, this is not aligned at all to me. And you need to drop out of this and not do this. And that was, yeah, a really, a really big decision that I made. And then it was by the end of last year that God was just like, this is going to all change. Like you need to descend and like fully submit your will into my will. So I spent most of last winter, again, in this really sacred and cocoon like space, I was still doing some things in my business, running a couple of programs, mostly one-on-one mentorship to support women. Cause that was something that I'd always felt was very God centered and very, you know, heart devotional service, you know, space for me and my clients. But then it was by May and June of 2022 that I had to do like the full pause. And I went off of social media for a couple of months and God was just like, sit with me, breathe with me, keep your eyes on me. That's it. (laughs) You know, this is all going to shift. And I had the idea of way of grace back in 2020, when I had my encounter with Christ, you know, this has been in the works for a really long time, but again, I was so afraid to talk about God, to talk about my relationship with Jesus, to talk about receiving the masculine and, you know, what it means to be in the embodiment of the true feminine, which requires co-creation with the masculine, right? All of these kind of edgy things that I'd been so afraid to share for so long. And God just got me quiet, got me still offered me spaciousness to really clear the last residue of the clutter that I'd been holding on to. Again, the control, my protective mechanisms, my fears, my people pleasing, you know, all of these things that I was still gripping onto that were constricting the real mission. And God just said, you know, remember who it is when it's just you and me breathing together. Remember who you are when it's just you and me face to face, heart to heart, breath to breath. Hi, Chelsea. And And that really invited me to slow down in a big way and to fully, fully listen. And it was during that time that all of the essence and energy for way of grace was fully birthed. And it was only because I completely handed over my control and my will to God's holy vision for me. And again, I had no idea how this would be received what would happen? You know, it was like letting go and releasing 
all of my fears around the how and surrendering the how into God's hands. And again, just repeating that prayer, God, may I be a vessel for your love, your truth, your glory, your word, and your grace, you know, and just leading from that really devotional place of service, not caring about money, not caring about how many clients, not caring about the opportunities, you know, all of these things, right. Those things in which we put our worth, you know, to this kind of outside success, but really just making it be about my heart and really just following the will of God through this whole process and trusting, you know, my, my partner deeply during this time. Right. And it was really through this whole year of my own personal death that my partnership deepened in the most extraordinary ways. Again, because I had to lean into him so much again, in ways that I resisted for a number of years in my life and all the ways that I mentioned of, you know, leaning into some of his financial provision, leaning into some of his direction, leaning into, you know, all the places in which I close my heart and beginning to open, take down the shields, release the armor and really co-create a vision with someone again, moving from all the me, me, me to this other centered love, which is what true devotional union is rooted in. And again, letting my backbone be God, not anything else. And this is why, you know, now since birthing way of grace, I feel there's been a huge liberation in my life because I'm just, I'm just talking. Oh, so good. Chelsea, this was inspired a lot from your conversation that you did last week. This conversation has been so alive in my field for so long. And I just am seeing and celebrating all the women that are speaking to essentially this divine death of our identity, of our control, of our hyper-independence, of our, you know, outsourcing of worthiness, of our financial success, all of the things that we can really come back into the heart and the truth of what we're here to do. And I always say this, but I truly believe the deepest purpose of the feminine is to bring love where it hasn't gone before. Right. And we get to be in the truth of love itself. And for me, the fullness of that love was restored and renewed through my relationship with God in Christ and also through my partnership. Because again, your man gets to be an extension of God, right? This is where this beautiful dance of co-creative union is happening. And I always say, as you continue to bring your devotion to the altar, God is always going to provide your direction. As you bring your devotion into your relationship, you inspire your partner's direction, right? There's just this beautiful energy that gets to happen and exists when we actually let ourselves surrender back into the truth of who we are as feminine beings, right? Which is not to do everything by yourself. It's to do it with God and to, you know, for some of you right now, doing it with a partner, doing it in collaborative, you know, partnership union, but first is God union. That's the first place in which your heart gets to be restored. So, you know, trying to feel into what else I wanted to say in this, because this was just a lot <laughs> moving through. 
but yeah, I just feel in sense that many women are in this space of refinement, revaluation, descent, devotion, opening to more love and trusting that you get to be in this full expression of love and you get to take down your armor and you get to take down your shields and unravel all the control mechanisms and all the protective responses that you've built so that you can really be in the fullness of who you are, which is love itself, right? And to awaken that divine Eros that is so pulsing within the entirety of your being. And again, this is where your devotion is going to expand everything else in your life. You know, I show up to my business in a wildly, I don't want to say wildly different because I honestly think it's never really changed that much. It's just deepened what has happened through my union and in connection with God has just deepened my devotion and has unraveled all the places that I controlled and was reaching and striving and, and trying to do all the things and the chasing for more. But when we're really anchored in this state of devotion, so much gets to be birthed. And I promise blessings and miracles are, are on their way, but you have to stay anchored in the heart, in the body, in the womb, again, in this, this, not this, not reaching, reaching, but <sighs> dissension here, living in and living within God right? And really recognizing that you are a reflection of God's heart. You are the beingness of God and that light of God exists within you and God ignites a passion inside of you. And that is what we're meant to share as women, right? Not attaching it to, again, all the outer things, just doing it because you are so rooted in your devotion. And again, that devotion is going to inspire the direction. It will bring the blessings. It will inspire the abundance, right? All the things, but it's us being unattached to all of that and just staying so anchored in the essence of love itself, trusting that it will all happen as you just stay rooted in love and stay in devotion to that. So, ah, yeah, that's, you know, I, I could say a million more things, but um, I just wanted to share again, what's been most alive on my heart and my own journey. And just hoping that some of it has resonated with you ladies who have hopped on and have joined us today. And I would love to hear, you know, you can always send me a DM of what landed for you and, um, Oh, good. Stephanie. I'm so happy. Um, yeah. Just share with me what's landed, what's resonated, what you're moving through in your own life. Um, I am in a, I have a post on receptivity that I'm going to share this week. So that will kind of anchor some of this in on deeper levels, but I truly love being in connection and communion and collaboration and conversation with you. You know, those are the foundational values of this entire space. And, um, yeah, in this winter, we're opening a couple beautiful places for women to land in to restore a relationship with God and really resurrect the fullness of their feminine essence and reclaim beloved identity. Um, because that's really what this whole community is, is devoted to. And, you know, the more and more I just stay anchored with God, the more and more inspired I am to just, to just share, you know, what's alive on my heart. And, um, it's been a huge blessing to receive just so many 
conversations with women. Um, I really, really, really honor all the women who come into my space, the questions, the inquiries, the curiosities, the testimony um, that's in my inbox every day. It, bring, it literally brings me to tears. So know that if you are here, I see you, I am celebrating you. I am honoring your courage and the grace, you know, that you're leaning into. And yeah, it just doesn't go unnoticed. You know, every heartbeat here is so sacred to me. So I'm very grateful for all of you in whatever way, you know, you, you come into this space and receive and tune in and, um, listen, and just know that we are co-creating something beautiful together. You know, this is, I didn't go deep into God, you know, I have other talks on that. You can go into my podcast. I'll be doing more conversation around God inside of my group program held, but you know, we are, we're building a bridge. There's a really, really beautiful bridge that's being built. That is, I call it like, it's the narrow way. It's, it's the true way. It's the way of love, of harmony, of unity, of truth, of grace, of compassion, of relational oneness, of really restoring who we are and remembering who we are and deeply remembering whose we are and who we belong to, which is love itself, because that's what God is. So yeah, there's just a lot that, that gets to be birthed from that remembrance. And I'm just sending all of you so much love and holding you in my heart and seeing you in the journey and whatever chapter and season and place you may be in and just know and trust that you are so, so not alone. You are so held. You are so cherished. You are so seen. You are so supported. You are so protected. And, you know, I really invite women as they're deepening, you know, their trust with the masculine to really deepen their trust first with God, right? Get to know God's true heart and character again. And yeah, just be open to receiving encounter with God, with love itself and letting your body be in the openness and the expression of love, because that is the truth of who you are. So I hope they have a beautiful week and rest of your day and I will see you soon.